12-pack radio. Get excited, y'all. Welcome back, everyone, to 12-pack radio, your podcast source for Pac-12 football news in the home the beta rank college football statistical model, which is getting hot, which is getting hot. Thank you for joining us. This is Brian Conger, and it is week five, Pac-12 football. And I'm joined, as always, by Rob Barron from Sharp College Football. SharpCollegeFootball.com is where you can find all the numbers YouTube Sharp College Football. Rob, I looked, I looked back last week. I knew it. I, it looked like a trap. It smelled like a trap. <laughs> I knew it was a trap. But but I but we took we took USC and we took Oregon anyway. At least we were self aware. Like I thought we had one more week on 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 the numbers catching up to whether Oregon State was good or Washington State was good. And it was just a bonk. Like this whole week was pretty bonkers. Just some of the games that went off, like Cal dropped a 50 burger, basically on Arizona. Um, Washington shook their, you know, exercised their, their Stanford demon and Big just time. some yeah. crazy freaking games. How, how are you? And uh, what did you think of the week? Yeah. I mean, beta rank was at 54% for the week uh, overall for college football, which is nice. Like it's starting to work out some of the early season kinks. Um, and this is the last week we have projection data in, mm. like I started doing it earlier. So next week will be full in season data. I like Warts it. What's and all. Like yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, <clears throat> and there are some, like, there are some numbers that I'm not sure, like right now in the in season data that I think are going to continue to adjust. Um, <clears throat> but I think we're starting to see what largely looks like an improved pack 12, you know, like if you look at you know, beta rank right now for the Pac-12, you have a lot, you know, the majority of teams, you know, in the conference are below 50. Now it's not like a lot of, you know, like you still have some teams like, you know, um, you know, Arizona and, 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 you know, Colorado and uh, Arizona state that are below that. But overall, like you're, you have five teams in the top 30 and then you have eight teams in the top 40 in beta rank. And that's great. Like that's as good as like, and you have one, I mean, you have USC as the lone top 10 representative, but you have three teams, you know, four teams then in the top 20. Like this is a real improvement for the conference in depth. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm worried. Well, I'm not worried because like, I think one of the things that we had highlighted last week is you got to assume Carl Durrell's gone after the end of the year, you already have Herm Edwards gone. And yeah, I guess, I guess Herm at least had a, had a, I don't want to say a high floor, but like a, a modestly sized floor, <laughs> sorry, modestly sized receptacle. Um, and, and I think that bringing the possibility of bringing somebody in that can make that program a little bit more competitive is great. Right. Like, and then you have Oregon state, Jonathan Smith. I think, uh, I think we can all agree that Washington state really has made a giant uh, jump and, and Arizona doesn't suck anymore. It's nice to be able to have the bottom basement start to rise up a little bit and it makes the conference more fun. These games are really interesting. And, um, I mean, even, even the Cal Arizona game, like I was looking forward to that game because I didn't quite know what Cal was, but I knew Arizona was fun. And it just, it just like, I love those. I love those PAC 12, two 30 games. We're like, oh, this is going to be an enjoyable, you know, possibly a disaster, but in, in like a competitive disaster way, like more a disaster for me and my gambling rather than like the team on the field that loses 50 to nothing. And it, you're right. Like, I, I think that the product across the conference has been good. And the quarterback play, I think, is a big part of that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all those transfers that came into the conference or <clears throat> the transfers within the conference are absolutely playing up to, you know, um, with the one exception, of course, at Arizona State, but yeah. are, are have improved the quality of play significantly. Um, and the coaching changes that took place have also made a big difference, right? Like, Oregon's offense looks really good, <clears throat> really competent. Bo Nix looks pretty good for the most part, right? Um, you know, Washington looks incredible offensively. You know, Penix is uh, Penix is playing, you know, like he did when DeBoer was his offensive coordinator in Indiana. Um, and really, even like Delora, I mean, Arizona right now is just at 25 offensively in beta rank. Now, I don't expect that to necessarily hold around there, but if they finish with the top 40 offense, that's significant improvement, right? Like, that's great news for the conference. If, if you're a parent of a child, not a child, these are adults, basically, of, of a Division One program, and your coach is incompetent, like, just transfer. I mean, that's yeah, the lesson. Yeah. I mean, look, look at what, look at the transformation of Washington. These are the same wide receivers that were there the year before, and they're awesome. Look at what happened at ASU, right? You have a number of play. We just saw Johnny, uh, Johnny Johnson or Johnny Williams. So, uh, what's his name? Oh my gosh. Well, there's, there's two. There's Ricky Parasol that left, and then uh, Johnny Wilson that, that yeah. ended up making some big plays at Florida State. Like, it's, it's fun to see good players settle into where you know places that really highlight what they're good at and, and i love that it's just it always makes me really sad when you have players that have the talent like i mean all the defensive players that that trickled through stanford that were all five and four star players oh. you know that's a disaster like it's a i get it it's stanford's beautiful school you're gonna get a re- great education but like those the, it's always the, like you know i think it in um in like elementary school like especially me right like i, I was always really skinny so i'm like well at least i'm smart Right. But there are there are rather large people way bigger than me and way smarter than me. And life isn't fair. And a lot of those players are at Stanford. And I'm like, dang it. Like, if only if only, you know, because we th- I think there's this thought of like, oh, well, they're, they're smart. They can't play football. No, they do both. And so get them in a place where they can be smart and play football, you know, get a good degree yeah. and be really competitive on the field. And oh, it always drives me nuts. Like, and we'll, like, we'll keep talking about it till Lance Anderson is fired. But for the most part, the conference itself has been really fun. Um, and even Stanford on the offensive side has been really strong. You know, what, what are a couple things that you took away from this week, Rob? I think there's, a, I mean, a couple interesting takeaways from this week. One is that Oregon State's defense might be improved. I don't know how much yet, right? Yeah. Beta ranks, yeah. beta ranks, like in, in what is still a small sample and what I assume will adjust upwards, they're currently sitting in the 40s defensively. That's massive improvement over where they've been the last couple of years. Um, but I think even if they settle somewhere in the 50s, that's still really good considering where they've been. Um, <clears throat> their offense, though, doesn't look great. <laughs> like, uh, I think that's an interesting takeaway for the Beavers is, you know, like, I don't, I don't think they're as dangerous as they were last year offensively. Now I think that's a number that I think will improve over where they currently sit. Um, USC look, I mean, I'm interested to see is like, how much did they stub their toe? And just like, sometimes this happened, right? Like you're going to go out and you're going to have an off night. What, how much was it an off night up in Corvallis? Like, but like, and it's, I don't know that there's a lot of takeaway, like a lot of takeaways, uh, for, from like some of the other games. Like I thought, uh, Oregon played really well. And I think that the, there's some turnovers and just craziness sort of hiding in that, uh, you know, underneath like what looks like a really close score. Like hold on, Oregon. hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, 
I fundamentally disagree. I thought I thought they played well in the second half. I was shocked at how undisciplined that team was. Like he yeah. had personal fouls and just stupid. Like th- that first <laughs> half, I was like, "Is Clay Helton coaching that football team?" Because it feels like it. Yes. Because th- their defense was was poor. You had Washington. Oh, the State. defense is not the defense. Actually, I don't think is very good for Oregon. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that that was like now to their credit, they were able to stop the run. But like you know, I think we even against Wisconsin said like, "Hey, they got them when they needed them," but like they still only had fifty right. yards. So I, I get it. Like they they did stop the run, but some of those passes that Ward through i mean it wasn't it wasn't like he was he now he threw it further down the field than we've seen in a number of games so i'm not i'm not taking that away but the way that washington state was able to to move the ball early and often and like almost all the time i was i i oh no i think you're right i think oregon's defense might not be very good their offense though i think is really good like 600, they put up 624 yards on that Washington State defense. Honestly, like we saw them in person, like did pretty well against Wisconsin. When I, Wisconsin's not an offensive juggernaut, but the fact that they were able to show up and do that. But I mean, they, I mean, they put up all like they, th- this game shouldn't have been so close uh, no. in a lot of ways, right? Like they, this game had no business being as close as it was. It was largely Oregon incompetence. And inability to like put the Cougs away, you know, and they had, I mean, they ended up coming back Oregon did and having a huge fourth quarter. I mean, some of that of course is the, the pick six, the fat guy pick six. (laughs) (laughs) How good, how good are your hands? Like if you were four, like if you were literally like two feet from me and I threw the ball as hard as I could right over your head, how hard is it to catch that ball? And then, (laughs) and then immediately run in the end zone. That was amazing. I, I was dying when that happened. But I think the, the the main takeaway I think is that for Oregon is that the offense has really got it. Now they're, they they I, I, they may be they may be one of those teams that lacks the discipline and they don't know how, quite how to finish and maybe we'll see a little bit of that this season. Where, but like or, or, where Oregon where this game finished with total yards wise, like Oregon should have won by fourteen. You know, and 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 the fact that they did need a pick six and everything to make it happen is a pretty big indictment over of execution. But I think largely, like Oregon's going to have some games where this offense is going to be able to go out and put up a bunch of points. Do you think them not finishing in the red zone? Oh, like because it was bad, and the play calling was stupid. Like, I mean, you yes. could come at me if you want. That was like it reminded me of Jed Fish minus like the. No, I mean, like Jed Fish would try dumb stuff. Take that back. Jed Fish was awful in the red zone because he would do dumb stuff. Um, yes. Like you get way too cute, and this was the opposite where it was, uh, you know, and that pick six was a perfect example of it, right? So, um, so Oregon needs it's like fourth and three. They need they need three yards, and I get like some of this is on Knicks. Um, and then, you know, he, and he tosses it off to the running back is in the flat flat. And then he did the same exact thing. Now I'm sure there was a, it was a different play. I'm sure there's other, other things, but like in the first quarter, it's just like, you know, when you stack four or five red zone approaches, uh, you know, up to, up to him and you're at like negative two points <laughs> collectively for all of them. I mean, it's just, I, I, I just felt like it was super vanilla and bad and poor. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. And then beyond that, I mean, like, I think the other takeaway, and we'll talk about it for me, was that Arizona's defense is horrible. I mean, just, and that that is going to make the Cats a bit of an adventure <laughs> this year. <laughs> I mean, like, look, like, we uh, we didn't have super high expectations for them. 
I think the offense is better than we maybe expected. I think the defense might be worse. Yeah. I mean, if Cal's dropping 50 on you and just Oof. running wherever they want all the time, um, that's a problem. And that game, by the way, like the offense, th- there is a world where there's a different defensive coordinator and a few other players and that, and Arizona wins that game. But, but, but like and Arizona that, doesn't turn the ball over three times and Cal zero, but, but it was, I think it was the, yeah. the, the running game I think was the biggest story where like, we're oh, not yeah. in that world and we don't have that defensive coordinator. And this, there are players that aren't on that field. And so that game is just out of reach uh, because Cal was just able to it's like, up. Oh, like, I mean, the first wasn't the first play of the game was like an 80 yard run or something like that. I mean, it's just uh, <laughs> like, whoop, there it yeah, is. Yeah, they had two of those. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I think if, if you have Don Brown still at Arizona, and look, I mean, Delora made some dumb throws in that game. I mean, they had three, he had three picks, you know, that, and that hurts. Or no, sorry, two picks. And then they had a, a fumble too. But, you know, like you turn the ball, like you turn the ball, like that game in some ways, like it, Saying that Arizona turned the ball over three times, I think almost sounds like it, you're trying to understate how bad the defense was. But that could have easily been a full-on down-to-the-wire shootout, too. Yeah. Um, in that game, like Arizona is like off, like. Um, but I think I think it's going to be one of those ones where like people are going to like, and I hope pe- people do this all the time. Like it, they will blame, like they they will blame the offense for not being able to keep up with somebody just lighting up their defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think Arizona this season, like if they are going to come through and win a non Colorado, non ASU game in this conference, like they're probably going to need some turnover help because like, here's the other thing. If you flipped it around and Cal turned the ball over three times, Arizona rolls them in this game because the offense is there. Like if Arizona can finish like Arizona, I think is going to be good enough to like, if they finish plus two on turnovers, they're going to be able to hang with people. But I think they're going to need the turnovers to make up for what could be a really, really bad defense. Yeah. One, one last big picture thing. Cause you're, you're talking about turnovers, right? And USC is like plus <laughs> 19 turnovers. <laughs> it does not go forever. I don't know when it's going to stop, but it doesn't go forever. Like that's the thing, right? And, and everything I'm reading right now, and it's all the the beat writers, the athletic guy. It's all like, oh, you know, these turnovers, they're happening for a reason and all that stuff. And I, some of them likely are happening for a reason. I'm not going to take some of that away, but, but not at that rate. And we've saw, we saw this with Iowa, all the Iowa fans are crowing and crowing. Oh, it's the scheme. It's the scheme. We go into this year and guess what? You're not getting three turnovers a game. <laughs> guess no, what? I mean, even, even in the middle of last year, their turnovers dried up for them. Yeah. Right. Like there were people writing and, and, and football guys doing entire breakdowns of how the, how the Iowa scheme just causes a lot of turnovers, you know, and that it was sustainable. And then it suddenly wasn't. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where this U.S. like I want to see USC in a game where like the turnovers but, are like even because <laughs> there's no, more I mean, freaking like, picks in this game. Four of them. I know. Well, no, I mean, if Oregon State doesn't turn the ball over, they win this game. I mean, that's another thing to take away here is like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like, look, this is like one of those any given Saturday type things. Like, I don't think your takeaway should be that Oregon State is as good as USC. I think they showed up and got the Trojans. They were super motivated. That kind of thing does happen in college football. Um, I'm not convinced like Oregon State isn't the sneaky best team in this conference, Um, but they were the better team other than the turnovers, you know, on Saturday. Yeah. All right, let's break down every game 
and then let's preview all the games we have coming up on week five, and let's do it right after this. All right, we're back. We're back. We're talking week four. Crazy week, Rob. Let's 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 just start with it. We were talking a little bit about USC Oregon State. Let's let's dive in. <laughs> USC seventeen, Oregon State fourteen. Now, Rob, I I watched the second half of this. Uh, I had to go to an event, so I watched all the morning games, all the afternoon games. I missed the the first half of this game and the first half of the the Washington game. So I, I'm curious because if you were to tell me Oregon State scored 14 points in this game. I'm like, well, USC covers, right? Or if you were going to say, hey, USC won this game, how many points did they need to score? I would have said probably at least 28, you know, like probably more than that. And the final score is 17 14. I'm, I kind of know, I kind of know what happened at the Oregon State side, right? You have four turnovers. Um, they did, they did run for 153 yards. So, you know, it was less than five yards per carry, but, but they were still able to move the ball on the ground. What shocks me, Rob, is, the lack of production on the offensive side for USC. What, like, I, I'm, and, and, you know, oftentimes that tone is set early. Like, what happened that kept USC at 17? I mean, well, you really have to give a ton of credit to Oregon State secondary because guys weren't open. I mean, if you look at, I mean, Caleb Williams went thir- or 16 for 36 yeah. and only averaged five per, you know? And in a lot of ways, like, <clears throat> especially early on in the game, it was him running um, that was keeping the chains going, right? That, like, Die did pretty well. And I thought Oregon State, like, for the most part, what they were able to do is they were they were able to drop a lot of guys. And it worked, right? Like, they, had a, they, they were able to drop a lot of guys and take, I mean, like, Addison was a non-factor in this game for the most part, right? Like, he got the one touchdown. But it was, it was, this was a really... This is a really ugly game for uh, for for USC offensively, right? Like they, what and, and and neither the players nor Riley seem to be able to make adjustments to what Oregon State was doing. That's interesting. I mean, if you take a look at the numbers, right? Uh, two sacks, six tackles for a loss, eleven quarterback hurries. I do think, like, I didn't, I didn't. Again, I didn't watch the first half of this. I would assume some of those hurries are are just scrambles and Williams getting yards, right? Like it didn't. Yeah, or or was the offensive length that bad? No, I mean he he was really hold. I mean he was holding the ball. He was having to hold the ball for a really long time. Now they did get some pressure, and they they did selectively send rush you know additional rushers in um, <clears throat> to put pressure on him. But the the major thing was that the the coverage was just there for them. Now you know flipping it around, that's secondary. Like so, you mentioned like nobody's open, and it was interesting because. I, I still don't think Boise State is good. Um, and I think they lost to UTEP or like there, there's some stupid game that, that just happened with Boise they State. They did lose to UTEP and they fired their offensive coordinator <laughs> and their quarterback announced that he is transfer. He's going to redshirt the rest of the season and transfer. Which I, and I get it right. Like Bachmeyer was out like and all that stuff or, and there was the injury, but I just, I watched that game and, and Boise just, they crapped that game away in the first 10 minutes. Right. So I'm like, okay, I don't know if Boise's good. But then they play Fresno State, and I know Hayner's good. I don't know if the rest of that offense is good, as good as it was last year. They lost <laughs> their running backs. They lost yeah. a couple wide receivers, and and you know they didn't really light up. And I I get it. Hayner. Boise was, turned the ball over five times in that game too. In the in the like, Oregon State game. 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, the Beavs turned it over three, but, like, Boise in particular, like, dug themselves in an enormous hole with turnovers early on. Well, like, the but one thing that I took away from that, though, was, like, when the new quarterback came in and even when uh, Bachmeyer was, was, like, the secondary was just running around and looking aggressive, and I'm like, hmm, is this a Mirage or is this Boise State, right? And then, like, right. then you move to Fresno State, and they were, they were, you know, Fresno State got theirs, but they didn't, you know, like, Oregon State didn't embarrass themselves like their secondary often does. And then, but then I saw, then I saw Fresno play USC and I know Hayner got, went out in the third, but like USC mostly contained that offense. Like, I mean, I know there was some turnover, but like for the most part, I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe Fresno state's overrated, but USC's offense is not overrated. And that secondary looked freaking good. So like, I know, is that what we have to live with is a really good secondary from Oregon state? I don't know. And that's like, we're going to like, this is one of those ones of like, we need more evidence before coming to a conclusion. Right. Um, and I don't like, I mean, this matchup that they're about to get this week is not necessarily going to answer that question for us (laughs) because Utah doesn't exactly try to light you up outside. Right. Yeah. Um, in the way that USC does. Uh, so we are going to get to like, we're going to get to see a very, very different attack against the Beavers. Um, and it might turn out that they're just really vulnerable against the run. Um, you know, like Travis Dye had a pretty good day against them. I mean, a lot of, a lot of that came late, but yeah, like we're going to get to see this, uh, you know, whether Oregon's like, I think a little further down the schedule, like when they get to maybe say Stanford, um, and Washington state, we're going to get to find out a little bit more about them, but like, they don't have, you know, like the schedule after USC is, you know, they're, they're probably going to be in every game. I mean, they were in this game for sure. Right. Um, but I don't like, I mean, like, we'll, you know, you know when it'll definitely be able to tell, like, this is crazy because it's a long time from now. We'll be able to tell before that, like what they're giving up, but like that Washington game might be a lot of fun if Oregon state secondary is for real. Oh, hot damn. Yeah. For real. That would, that would be good. Well, one last thing for me on this, the, I think it was a linebackers coach for USC sent out a tweet that said, keeping all my receipts, calm down, like calm down. <laughs> you, you won 17 to 14 with four turnovers backing it. You backed into that win in a Corvallis stadium that a wasn't cold and B is like half demolished right now. Let's, 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 let's just mellow out a little bit. USC before we, we oh, start. USC needs to chill about that. Like, cause like they, uh, they, they lucked out coming out with that win lot of USC, not, yeah yeah looking in the I mirror mean, like give yourself a give yourself like a pat on the back um but and again like this is not i think or i think usc is a better team than oregon state we're gonna i think that will hold up over the season but not on saturday mm. <laughs> like oregon state outplayed him and usc got lucky that but great throw, by the way. You know, like we were like acting as if USC lost this game. They won, and it was right. a, and it was a tough place to play. And that last throw to Addison, whoo, oh man, oh, yeah. that window, oh, yeah. oh, damn! It reminded me of like remember like when the didn't like the the U.S. military like during Iraq they showed the Tomahawk missile going into the chimney or whatever. Like it was kind of, that was that kind of window that you saw with that pass, man. It was it was very <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Uh, um. All right, let's let's talk about the games that they have coming up. So Oregon is playing Utah. Oh, I'm sorry, Oregon State is playing Utah. Oregon State is a ten and a half point underdog on the road, and I think this matchup is fascinating. Like you mentioned, Rob, I don't know if Utah. By the way, Utah has um, their tight end is out. Uh, not Keithy, no, yeah, yeah. Keithy, which is a bummer. Uh, and and shout out to 
Oregon State, by the way, for winning this or not, but staying competitive in this and, game. And, and Musgrave is out for Oregon State too, still. Yeah, yeah, that was a big loss for them in this game. I think he would have helped. Um, what, what do you think here? This is a really interesting matchup, and I'm curious to see uh, curious to see where you think the line is because I think it's a fair line. Yeah, I mean, like Utah, this opened at 11, right? Um, and it's, I think it's still at 11, <laughs> at least uh, for where we saw it, last saw it. But I, I like, um, I think this is a fair line. I like this uh, Oregon State to keep this a little closer than that. Um, Baderank has this as Utah seven and a half at home. It's got Utah at 16 and Oregon State at 35. Um, now Oregon state right now, their defense is at 19. I don't think that holds up over the entire season. Um, but they certainly have to feel really good about where they've been. Um, you know, after, uh, what they did with USC, they get a Utah offense that right now sits at 28. I think they're going to continue to improve and kind of work out some kinks, but Utah as, as usual, like they're at 25 and effective rush 49 and effective pass. Oregon State's at 35 in effective rush and 20 in effective pass. Like they're gonna, Utah is gonna come right at them, and I, I think they're gonna be able to run the football in this game uh, pretty well. Yeah, like I, the, the one thing that worries me here is that I don't think Utah's wide receivers are good. So no. I think Oregon State's going to be able to do what they did against USC, which is uh, well, they actually the opposite, right? They don't need to drop a lot of people. They can they can kind of stack yeah. the box. It's just can they cover? Brian Keithy's out. But can they cover Dalton Kincaid and, you know, maybe the Syracuse transfer and stuff? Man, if you're stacking the box against, like, you're going to really make Utah work for this. I don't think Utah's going to score prolifically like they did in some of these other games. Is that the feel you get? Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a tight one. Like, I think both of these teams are going to – I don't expect either of these teams to be able to – just put up a bunch of explosive plays in this game. Like, I think they're going to have to put drives together, you know, cause you flip it around and like Oregon state's offense right now sits at 57. Yeah. Um, you know, but like Utah's defense, they're at 77. I think that number is going to improve significantly once we get more data in, but they're really struggling against the run. You know, we saw that <clears throat> against Florida. I think we're going to see it again. Like, I think Oregon state's going to be able to run the football here um, and I, look, like Oregon State ran the football okay against USC. Like clearly, if they would have been able to run the football better, that would have helped. <laughs> but um, you know, I think I think they are going to be able to run the football pretty well against this Utah team. So I do expect this game to be pretty tight. And if it's no, it's come down, like it's come down to ten and a half. So it's come down a little bit off the opener. Um, but you said you had seen a number as high as fourteen. Oh no, that that was last week. That was last week. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about a different one. Yeah, no, no, it went from eleven. I think it opened at eleven. It's down to ten and a half. I think you might have talked yeah. me into Oregon State. I, I, I'm worried though. I'm worried about Oregon State on the road. Although they did win at Fresno. Um but going to going into Salt Lake is not easy. You have right. you have the altitude and like Oregon State has not historically been good playing on the road. But I do think that it's going to be a slower. Like there, there is a there is there is a game where Oregon State just comes out completely flat and gets boat raced. Like I think either Utah is going to win by like thirty, or it's going to be close. Um, and I'll take the close, right? Like if it's a slow game, if both teams are running it and it's just kind of a slugfest, because I do, I don't think Utah is going to be able to throw the ball very much, except for for you know to the tight ends, which they do. But like you know, I just I think Oregon. I State, mean. Mm-hmm. 
Here's the tough thing with Utah, though. Like, <clears throat> the only decent team we've seen them play is Florida. Yeah. And I got to be honest, like, Florida's okay. Like, they're not great. And, <clears throat> like, Utah, this is, like, they have played an FCS team. <laughs> they have played a they – they have played San Diego State, and they have played ASU, right? Yeah. Um. Like I, 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 this is going to be like the, since the Florida game, like the first decent team that they played, I, I think this game is going to be pretty close. Okay. All right. I'll take Oregon state. Um, I don't know if I'm going to bet on this. I think this is a good line, but, um, I'll take, I'll take the bees. You taking the bees? Yeah, I'm going to take the bees. I think, I think it's about a one possession game. Okay. All right. USC on the other hand is, are they off? Nope. No, they no. get AS, I mean, they get well, ASU. They I mean, they're basically off. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so this is a 26-point spread. ASU is going into the Coliseum. And, like, really the move, Rob, the, like, and I, I can't believe – we talked about this at the beginning, but I, I can't believe I bet on the games that were trappy. Like, the two the two obvious lines last week were and – we, and I took them, but it was it – was, um, it was UCLA beating the doors off of Colorado – and it was Utah beating the doors off of ASU, and both things happened. There's a lot of stuff on social media, right? Like uh, ASU pulls this coach from the high school ranks, and and God bless him, he's like, "I'm gonna win this job." <laughs> he came. That was like the first thing he said. I'm I'm here for the long term. Like, whoa, hold on, buddy. Like, we just like just give it give it a hot minute. You know, meet the team, meet the administration. Um, so he comes in guns blazing. They're doing all this big social media ploy. And like, and really the alternative headline was rather than like, Hey, you know, uh, ASU digs into its roots and brings a guy, guy connected to all these players, uh, like a true Arizona state guy. The alternative headline was, you know, ASU scraps and finds high school coach to coach against Utah. Yeah. And that's what happened. I mean, like it was the same old, same old. You, I mean, this game, like, this game was dumb, and and USC or Utah did what it needed to, and um, and now ASU finds itself at the Coliseum. I don't know if the wheels fall off though. What do you think? I mean, I I I think. Look, and I I was the idiot that thought like with the UNLV OC coming in and Emory Jones that like Arizona State's offense might work a little bit, and it is not <laughs> at all. They have a Horrible offense. They've been in, they're in free fall currently in beta rank. They're at 99. The only Pac-12 team worse than them in beta rank is Colorado. It's funny. This line opened at 24, and beta rank has it at 24.67. <laughs> so then it came, then it came up, right? Like it, you know, like uh, so. Clearly, I think that the line's right, <laughs> and I and I think over 24 was was also right. Um, but yeah, I, there's not there's not a lot to hang your hat on here to kind of talk yourself into with ASU. The defense sits at 86. Um, they've really struggled against the run, going back to that um, you know game against Eastern Michigan. Um, but I think the larger problem is that the offense is at 126. Yeah, uh, and I just don't think that they're going to get anything going. And I think that leaves like USC struggled to stop the run. Um, you know, comparatively, I just, unless they really get Emory Jones going, running the football, I struggle to see ASU covering. The one, the one thing here that was interesting to me though, is that like Xavier Valaday, I think it's, it's a Xavier. I, I apologize. I call him Valaday. Um, I will learn that. 
uh, they, he only had eight carries in this game. Like AC threw the ball 36 times against Utah. <laughs> I think they could, I think they could run the ball a little bit here. Um, and 26, like now you, I'm going to be very clear. USC should win this game by 40, but I don't know if they will. Like they're, they're coming off like a big emotional win. They have to play this dumb ASU team. I think I think they might play with their food a little bit, and I think it might allow ASU to get their yards on the ground and just put enough put up enough points to keep the game, you know, from getting really out of hand. I think alternatively, like USC's like the sneaky messaging probably within the USC football facility is like our off we like to the offense in particular is like we sucked. <laughs> I would not be surprised to see them come out and really try to make a statement throwing the football too, I think. Um, because like, yeah, like there's, there's a lot of padding in the back amongst like the USC fan base, but like, I, I think USC's players have to know, like they really underachieved last week. I mean, I'm taking USC, like even at 26, I think I'm taking the Trojan 26, man. I mean, just take a look back though. Like, okay. Throw out the Eastern Michigan game. Which is hard to do. I <laughs> throw out the Eastern. Throw out, throw out when you got <laughs> when you got trucked by a Mac by a bad Mac school. Yeah, I mean, but like even then, right? It was the running game, right? I mean, they just ran the ball and could not be stopped. You don't want try. You want to see Travis die against these guys? Oof. I'm still gonna do it. I'm gonna take the 26. I, I All think. Right. I think I don't like it. Right? That I, is bold. <laughs> I just think, here's like here's the trouble like it's like ASU after last week uh, it's it's they're almost like like for me they're almost like Colorado like I will I will take their opponent with almost any number <laughs> like, uh, yeah and like and that that does remind me like watching Spencer Sanders Spencer Sanders throw the ball down the field um because I was I was more like oh you know award or uh, Cam Rising was fine. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Right. I think they're gonna run do enough it. to keep it to keep it close. But like, but and 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 like, you know, minus the college football aspect of this, where everything is dumb, like USC should cover the spread. I'm just gonna uh, take ASU for because of college <sighs> football. All right, let's get back to some of these games here, Rob. So we did. We talked USC. We talked Oregon State. Let's. They uh, trade. They trade dance partners. Like oddly enough, yeah, we, yeah, we, really that was like, that was perfectly done. <laughs> uh, Utah 34, ASU 13. Um, you know, Cam rising uh, 19 to 29 He's yeah, not nine yards per like, he's fine. Um, they rushed for 205, but one thing like outside of, uh, um, of rising and Thomas, like the other, you know, like the running backs were fine. Um, I just found it weird that ASU didn't really try to run the ball. Like Hippolyte talks about this sometimes where like teams play Utah and just assume that Utah can stop the run. And yeah. So they don't run. It's kind of like, did they get caught in that trap again? But I mean, look, like you, you, may, you just mentioned, like Utah hasn't played. I mean, like that Florida team is not as good as we thought. Um, right. But they boat raced San Diego State. I mean, that game wasn't close, and they took care of business against ASU, and they they did that on the road, right? I think this was at uh, this was at ASU. Um, it was, yeah. Like th- I think it's a good team. I um. Yeah, I agree. Do you, so here's here's a question. Given right now, right, we're we're going into week five. Are they the best team in the Pac-12? Do you think? I mean, we we don't know yet, but like, what what is your inclination? Uh, my inclination at this point is actually no. And there's two teams I would take ahead of them. 
It's like there's not just one. I would take two. I would take USC even with the face plant because I think USC does have another gear on offense. And I would take Washington right now. I, I think USC is going to get punched in the mouth by Utah. I, 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 I can see that. So, like, I don't, I don't think that the gap is so much that, like, USC is just going to show up and, like, just win. That's not going to happen. I think SC's defense and I think Oregon's defense defense is like soft with a W. <laughs> like this yeah. really, really soft. But yeah, I mean that, that will be really interesting because obviously they have to play each other. Uh, anything else that like like I Paul Utah fans, I'm so sorry. You've played like three dumb teams in a row and we've kind of skipped over your games, but like you did what you're supposed to do, which is great, right? Like if if we stopped and spent more time on Utah, that would have been a bad thing for this program. You know, they they took care of business against ASU. They held them to 13 points. It was a dumb game. Um, yeah. But, but really, th- this this upcoming game, I think, is fascinating against Oregon State. We already covered it. You know, uh, flipping on the other side, Rob. Anything else about ASU? Oh, God. I mean, they're they're like it was. It's it's sort of like I said. Like it, it does feel as if like they're in free fall. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of like, you, I just, and, and this is what people talked about, right? Like, and, and they're in the part, like they've already fired Herm They're before they even got to the hard part of their schedule. And now they're in that hard part of their schedule, right? Before things let up. Um, it, it just feels like if USC really gets going against them, like, I think the body language could get really bad on the sidelines. Yeah. I'm so, it makes me worried about that pick because, um, and it kind of goes back to the, the two trappy picks, right? When USC was a seven point, you know, less than a seven point favorite, um, on the road. And then, you know, when you had, you had the Oregon being less than a seven point favorite where it's like, I get it. And I just thought that I was one week ahead of where, things are going to settle. And that might be the yeah. case of that game where like they've already just fully collapsed. Like they might lose by 50. Um, okay. Well, let's go to the next game. Cause this game was fa- like, look, this game was stupid. And I loved it so much. Oregon 44, <laughs> Washington, <laughs> Washington state 41. We did talk a little bit about this at the beginning of the podcast, but um, I mean, Oregon can move the ball. And I think some of that is a product of the secondary of, of Washington state. Again, we talked about like, I don't think Graham Mertz was really all that good. I think the Colorado state team that they played wasn't all that good uh, or it's not good at all. That wasn't all that good. It's not good at all. But I thought that they like, they, they were pretty scrappy when they needed to be in the red zone. Like, and again, Oregon's play calling in the red zone. wasn't really all creative, but you Props to Washington State for being able to to take care of business in that first half, and I thought Cam Ward looked pretty good. I mean, I really did. Like, I I think there's definitely some improvement here. Um, that throw at the end of the game, holy smokes! Like, it cost me money. It's like my dad yeah. and I were like literally giggling like schoolgirls, like when, when that pick six happened because we had uh, Oregon State or Oregon minus six and a half, and Cam right. scr- he gets sacked the previous play. He scrambles out of it and he just throws a dime like right into the hands of the wide receiver. I, I was like, holy smokes, if he could do that, let's freaking go. But he didn't do that all game, but he did throw the ball further down the field than I think we've seen the last couple games. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's the like, and I even tweeted this out and like at some point, like, I mean, he, he continues to mostly be relegated either from the offense or from himself to short passes to the edge, right? Yeah. Like he's got a lot of like his completion percentage looks pretty good. It's he's not 
he's either not by design or not being asked to do a lot necessarily. Now it's not to say like they don't run the football much, but they mostly try to keep him out of trouble. And that works in a lot of ways. Right. Um, I think what's interesting, I want to say, I mean, to your point, I think is like a lot of people are coming away from this. Like Washington state's defense was actually pretty good. And I gotta be honest, like, I'm not sure <laughs> after this game. Like, like we talked about, like, Oregon should have, like, if you look at the way Oregon was able to move the football, Oregon should have won by 14, right? Yeah. I mean, they they really, I mean, look, I mean, and, and there is an execution component. There's a reason I have a metric called drive efficiency that is about finishing your drives and turning them into points. But let's be honest, the hard part is usually putting up yards first <laughs> and, <laughs> and not giving them up. And Washington State, I thought in this game, uh, they really struggled with, I mean, like Tony, Troy Franklin had himself a day, right? You know, Bo Nix had a, had himself a day, you know, like, you know, throwing for 428, um, you know, with 9.7 per, I mean, and he was hitting some big passes. Like, I don't know that every, you know, I don't know that every team is going to have like Oregon's talent out there and i think that they to your point like they definitely still have some work to do like finishing off drives like holy moly like that was like the the red zone was a house of horrors for oregon in this game yeah um but oregon's also not always going to be this bad in the red zone right like <laughs> that's hard to do you know like i that i think one of the main takeaways from this is like oregon's offense looks pretty good washington state's defense might be a little more complicated than we thought and I actually think like the one of the real takeaways is is like I don't think Oregon's defense is really all that good because they did find a way to to largely shut down the running game from Washington State, but they gave up a lot in the air without Washington State. I think really doing all that much, you know, all honestly all that much throwing the football around. The the one thing here. Like here, here's the the al- the alternate storyline on that. And I don't know if I believe it, but it, I think it's it's a point that should be made, right? Yes, they did get in the red zone like the first like the first quarter. They got there like three times or first quarter and a half, and then they sucked. They legitimately sucked, and like it it was it was dumb watching them play. And then in the fourth quarter, like you know, you have to take that pick six away. That's yeah. really when Nick started chucking the ball down the field. I mean, like they scored right. twenty-two points in the in the fourth quarter. So I I do think that not yes they put up a ton of yards. I yes. thought that a lot of that came in the fourth quarter on big chunk plays when Washington State was kind of on their heels and reeling, and kind of frankly got a little soft in in the middle in the middle of the end of that game. If that makes sense, where they just kind of were like all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then they didn't. So I, I think this might be a little misleading on how powerful of an offense or look, I get it. It's Georgia. I understand, but like right. a, a good offense scores a touchdown against Georgia at some point in that game. And they did not. And they look. Oh, I agree. I mean, like, I mean, I, I just, I, I think Oregon's like, I don't think that they're in the same league as we're going to talk about with USC. I don't think they're in the same league that we're going to talk about maybe with Washington. Um, and I think they might even be behind Utah offensively, but I still think they're pretty good, you know, like offensively. And I think, but I think to your point, like the one of my main takeaways though is like I'm not sure Washington State's defense 
is maybe as good as we thought they were going to be. Gosh, gosh, that defense looks soft. Um, I get it. Because Washington State hasn't played. I mean, look, Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in awe that they're, like, uh, they're not still ranked, are they? No, um, they got they got waxed by. I mean, but like State. they got they got it taken to them by Ohio State, um, and largely, you know, like they they put up 14 points in the fourth quarter of that 21 that they put up. They they and they Mertz only put up 104 passing yards in that game. Like I really think, like you know, and and we saw this is like Wisconsin does not have an offense. But like I honestly like I am so like I could not be more interested in a game than I might be in this Cal Washington yes, State game. Like, is there a more interesting game in the Pac-12 of like what do we actually have here in these two teams than these two? And it's it's a joke, right? Like I literally and I didn't look at the time when, in the beginning of the podcast when I said like you got to love those two thirty Pac-12 network games, and that's this game. It's literally Cal Washington State on the Pac-12 network at two thirty. Now this game is great. It is great because the conference is better. Like Cal is okay, and Washington State is has really continued to be pretty good. I'm I'm fascinated at this game. Let's just dive in, right? So uh, Washington State is has this game at home. They're hosting Cal and they yep. are a, I think it's a three and a half point. Let's say three and a half. Cause it depends on the, the book that you're looking at. They're a three and a half point favorite. I, you know, Cal, okay, when Cal played Arizona, I look, Plummer had a good game, but I don't think he was the story of that game. The real story was the running game and Arizona's yep. lack of being, and then the turnovers there too. So I Yes. Yes. They dropped, they dropped 50 points that, which is which is if you're a Cal fan, take it. Right, that's awesome. Yeah. You put it in your back pocket. It was forty nine, but who's counting? But I think I do think that the running. I mean, so here's the question, yeah. right? Because like Cal sucked running the football against UNLV. Yeah. Already this season, right? Like I just the like the the, the one of my absolute most interesting because Cal ran it all over Arizona, particularly in the second half. I think Cal offensively did make some good adjustments and Arizona made no adjustments <laughs> um, in that second half. But I really think like the, you know, the, one of the most interesting questions is, is like, what do we have with this Cal offense? And what do we have with this Washington state defense? Right? Because like, Cal right now sits at 35 on offense in beta rank and 22 in effective rush. And they're going to get a Washington state defense that has struggled to stop the pass. They struggled to stop Bo Nix throwing the football, but sits at 19 in effective rush and 27 overall. Like, I'm just interested. Like, I mean, one of these teams, like if one of these, both of these numbers could be wrong. One of these numbers might be wrong and we're going to find out pretty quick. Yeah. And the thing the thing here that worries me if I'm a Washington state fan is there are like, there are two legitimate targets here and that hasn't been the case for Cal in a while. I mean, I know like Nikki, uh, was it uh Remigio, the, the guy that's the Fresno yeah. state transfer. He was like, whatever he was fine. Um, Jeremiah Hunter and like J Michael Servant are like blue chip tight end and wide receiver. So like they, they legitimately can be a problem. Ott has been fine. Uh, I mean, he was awesome against Arizona. He's had some. He's had some good runs. Yeah. And the problem is, I think Ward's going to throw at least one pick in this game. Well, I mean, it, like, look, Cal's got a legitimately like right now. Cal's defense and Beta ranks just at seventeen, right? But they're struggling. They are struggling 
against the run. They're at 66 and effective rush. That said, like Delora had himself a game, right? Like now I don't think here's the thing. I don't think Washington state's offense is maybe set up to really exploit Cal's defense in this game. No. Um, like I, like Arizona, like Arizona should have been able to run the ball more effectively. And like, they didn't lean on it. Like Wiley had 5.6 per, but Arizona like really stuck with the pass and, and Delora was largely successful. He was pretty good in this game minus the two picks. Um, you know, he threw for four Oh one and, and Arizona's wide receivers who had had a really bad week the week before against, um, North Dakota state were, were also good in this game. I just, I don't think Washington, here's the, I mean, this is a weird thing to say. I don't think Washington State has as good of an offense as, as Arizona does. And I think they're going to struggle against Cal in particular because they're not going to be able to line up to run the football in the way they necessarily need to. And I think Cal's got a good secondary. Um, <clears throat> I think Arizona has the weapons to exploit that. But I think, I, I, I think the flip side and what probably makes this game the most interesting is this this Cal offense like we talked about against this Washington State defense. I mean, this opened at four. Beta rank has it at two point six seven, and it's come down. I love like it's always nice when like the sharp they, they, like because the sharp money comes in quick. It's yeah. always nice when the sharp money moves at beta ranks way. I'm like, oh, they see the same things we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good line. It is because you get the home field right, like. Um, I just, I, and it sounds weird. I'm, I'm going to take Cal in this game just because I, I think that I think Cal's got a better defense than Oregon. Gosh, darn. And I think that what, I think that what Washington state's going to want to do versus what they need to do to really expose Cal. I don't think that they have the talent to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, but it's tough because, like, you can tell yourself, you know, like, I mean, Plummer basically had uh, plenty enough time to sit back and, like, pick through. Arizona was running some bad zone coverage. Like, you can talk yourself into, like, Cal going out. And, like, I mean, if, if Cal has a turnover, they're going to lose, right? Like, I don't think they're that much better. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I, mean, I should say, like, if Cal finishes minus on turnovers, they're going to lose. But that's true of Washington State, too. Um, but I think... I mean, it is tight. Like, I, I mean, I just, I think this game, like, I think at the end of this with like the in-season weight or the project, you know, the, the projection weight out and all in-season, Cal would be a little bit ahead of Washington State. And I think this is just, I think, I think this is probably closer to a toss up at Washington State. And I'm going to, I'm going to take Cal with that. I can't do it. I can't. Can't do it. <laughs> do it. Take Wazoo. Let's be opposite. Yeah. We were we were all the same last week, and we yeah, we did not do well. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Washington State. Here's here's why. Um, I don't think Plummer's very good. I think Arizona's defense sucked. Um, I think this Washington State defense is better. I've I've like I took the this is what's driving me nuts. I took Washington State you know, over the five and a half win total. And then I keep betting against them. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like that, if I, if Washington state is truly a decent team, they should beat this Cal team at home. And, and I don't think Plummer has it. I think the thing that worries me is that a, I do not believe that, that Washington state's going to get a lot of yards on the ground. Um, and I think Cam Ward's going to throw a pick. 
and I still think that they're going to win and cover this game. I oh. think I think I think Cam Ward is going to th- like I think he's a, probably going to be good for almost a pick a game in conference play. Yeah. But I could also see this being a hangover game and Washington State comes out flat and Cal like Cal is not a bad team. Right? Like so right. if you're a Washington if you're a Washington State fan like do not take this game for granted. Like Cal is Cal can win. And that that coaching staff isn't gonna isn't just gonna sit around doing nothing. Like they're gonna know the limitations of Cam Ward, and I hope that Cam Ward keeps progressing so that he's able to uh, to take care of business there and and put the uh, give me give me uh, give me Wazoo. I've been crapping on him all all uh, all week, so I uh, um, I want him I want him to take this one. All right, Oregon, is Stanford. It, oh man, Oregon is a sixteen and a half point favorite. At home against Stanford, this was the dumbest pick last week. Was Stanford Stanford against Washington? We knew Stanford's defense sucked. I picked this more because because college football, you know, like Stanford is oh, like you know historically played Washington pretty well, and I thought they'd be able. Like I wanted to see how good Washington's defense was because Stanford can move the ball a little bit, and turns out Washington's defense is pretty good. And like holy Moses. There were like five or six throws. Now, I only watched the second half of this game, Rob, but there were a number of throws that um, that uh, that Stanford's quarterback, whose name escapes me right now, is uh, was able McKee. to... McKee. Oh, yeah, Tanner McKee. I'm sorry. Sorry, Stanford fans. Tanner McKee was just throwing dimes. Like, some of those wide receivers were not open, and he was just dropping it here and there, and it didn't matter. Washington was able to move the ball. Stanford's defense sucks, and and they covered, and I, I wouldn't say easily, like, there there was there was that moment in that fourth quarter where I'm like, ah, oh, yes, Stanford might be able to cover, but I never thought they were going to be able to win after the third quarter. This game was pretty much over. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, kudos to us for talking about how Stanford had switched to the slow mesh, and <clears throat> the slow mesh requires that you have time because you're holding the ball back there (laughs) and McKee was under a ton of pressure in this game. Right. And pro football focus put out their grades today. Um, and McKee on passes where he was not pressured was their highest graded quarterback last week. Problem is he was pressured a lot. (laughs) So he had some absolute dimes in this game. Like, and I, you know, like if he's, you know, if they didn't have someone in his face, like he looked pretty doggone good. But Washington was able, I mean, I I thought Washington was like, did a really good job. And they had, like we talked about, like, you know, our concern with this Washington defense coming in was absolutely not their um, you know, their pass rushers. Like, I think they have guys that can get there. It's, it's the run defense. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think what's interesting about this Washington team is their offense might be good enough that that run defense is less of a liability because you're just going to find yourself in a position where you're going to want to throw against them <laughs> to try to keep up. Yeah. You know, like, um, and so, like, I, I think that, like, the, you know, Stanford, I mean, they were able to run the ball. Like, Philkins had, you know, averaged five per. He got 100 yards. He had 20 carries. You know, like, I – but, they, you know, Stanford couldn't lean into as much as they would have wanted to, to running the football. McKee was just under constant pressure. And I – you know, that's the – I mean, far and away, the, I mean, Washington had eight sacks. That's <laughs> – that's bonkers. 
<laughs> I mean, what's dumb is like Washington, whoever Washington's scorekeeper is like, didn't do a very good job um, and recorded zero QB, you know, hurries in here. Um, but they clearly like had a ton of pressure on McKee. Um, and I, I think coming into this game, right? Like you're, my main question with this line is what do we think about Oregon's ability to put pressure on Stanford? Beta ranks got it at 12, um, you know, here for Oregon, uh, man, I, th- I mean, if McKee has time, I think he's going to carve up Oregon secondary. Yeah, me too. Um, but is he going to have time? I mean, like, I mean, that's right. (laughs) Because it's not just like, this isn't just a stamp. Like wake has this problem too, right? Like, um, you know, the way to try to put the way to try to disrupt the slow mesh is to, is to, to try to collapse, like try to collapse that pocket early while, you know, you're still standing there with the running, you know, the ball in the running back stomach before you've either pulled it or handed it off. Um, I mean, look, I think it's like, again, and this is the problem here for Stanford, of course, is like Oregon's going to torch this defense. Now, Stanford has been a lot better against the pass than they have been against the run. They're at 35 in effective pass, but they're at 107 in effective rush. Oregon currently sits at number nine in effective pass. I don't know that that's like going to be their forever number, but I do think that they're going to like they're going to run. I, I think Oregon's going to be able to run the ball pretty well in this game. And I think they stick to that if they can. Um, but I just don't, I don't think I gotta be honest. I don't think Oregon has the pass rushers that that Washington does. And their Oregon's defense right now is at one seventeen in effective pass. They've been really bad mm. against the pass. Like they like cam war, <laughs> you know, put up, put up some, put up some yards against them and some points. The the problem the pro and it's a good, it's a good line because the problem is that when you take Stanford and, and this comes with the territory you're gonna watch Stanford give 400 yards up and you're just gonna be like oh my gosh can you get a stop yeah. and the answer will be yeah. no no we no. cannot so so Oregon's gonna score a lot um, I mean well here's the thing is like can you talk yourself into Stanford backdoor covering too I hate that though because. No, I mean, I know that's, but like, that's the kind of stuff you got to think about in a game, right? Of like, you know, could Stanford put up points late? The other thing too is EJ Smith. Like we don't know if he's healthy and that matters. <coughs> I don't think Casey yeah. Phil is a Philkins is nearly as good as Smith is. I think, I think Smith is actually like a legit now it sucks because he's at Stanford, but I, th- I think he's good. We don't know if he's coming back. They only announced him out against Washington. And then frankly, Rob, I almost hedged out. I just should have like when, whenever you get that, like get out of this one, like just do it because I just think he's, he's Stanford is much better with him. He at least yeah. makes people fear the, the run. I hate this Oregon offense. I hate our defense. I hate it. I don't think it's good, but Stanford, like I just, they give up so many points, Rob. Like, and I just, it's almost impossible to want to, I mean, like you, you feel like you're like truly, truly, like you feel like you are taking your life in your hands going with Stanford because it's like, it's going to be the wildest ride. Yeah. Like there's no way in taking like now the flip side of it is like, man, like I would, I don't feel comfortable with this Oregon defense. No, me either. <laughs> like this is, I mean, it is a good line. I mean, it's up to 16 and a half. So like, this is one of the ones where like beta rank sees it a little closer I mean, um, it opened at 15. 
Um, but I, I, I think Stanford, I actually do think that Stan, like, I think like Stan, like McKee is going to have enough time. And I, I do think he, I think he is like, if you're, if he's not running for his life and he's not terribly athletic, he's not going to buy you time. Yeah. I think he, I think he's, he can carve up. I think, I, I mean, I think he could throw for 400 in this game. I, I get it. It's more like, it's the idea of a team scoring points with a good offense against Oregon. And then, you know, it's like the, um, <laughs> uh, our friend, Elisa Deratola, like tweeted out this thing where it's like a child in the car and she's like, mom, I want pizza. And she's like, you have pizza at home. And then they show a picture and it's, uh, the, it's, uh, uh Graham Harrell as the offensive coordinator as oh, the pizza yeah. at home. I think that's Stanford. Stanford is the P we have pizza at home. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take Oregon. I just, I can't do it. I, I, I'm not betting this game by the way. Like I think this line is, is pretty good. Um, I, I, I just can't trust Stanford to do stuff. And, uh, and, and I think I, I will, I will plant my flag another day, uh, against this Oregon defense. I'm, I'm going to take Stanford. I'll, 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 I'll ride the, the wild wave. Rob, before, before we go, we have to talk about Washington because, uh, Michael Penix is a beast. He's like this, this, this Washington team. I agree with you. I think that Washington is better than Oregon. I think that they are a complete team. Now is their defense the best in the conference? Probably not, but dude, Michael Penix, three Oh nine, eight point eight four you know per two touchdowns and they ran the ball like now i get it stanford and all that stuff but like you know you talk about trends washington washington's the truth and and they really could take care of business and by the way if you want to look at this game outside the fourth quarter right like it was basically 30 to 7 so like you know that last 15 points i do think that stanford scored was in garbage time i think this washington offense like defense is is actually pretty decent like that was the thing that really impressed me was there were there were really good passes that mckee made but those wide receivers were not open and those wide receivers are good i think the secondary is decent yeah so washington right now um like now they've given up a lot more in the passing game but i think that's on the fact that like they've they've definitely had teams where they are down but like, yeah, I think the secondary is pretty good. Nobody's had like the thing is, is like nobody's really been at a point where they could try to run the ball against them um, and really try to lean into that. So I'm interested to see because like, I mean, this is UCLA's jam, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the offense, I think, is really good. I think the defense is is, is fine. They sit at 40 in beta rank right now. Um, and they've done a really good job containing explosive drives uh, for the most part. But yeah, I'm interested to see where they sort of shake out. And I think in like in particular, this game is really interesting because like UCLA hangs their hat on being able to run the football. And our big questions about Washington, which like we said, like we haven't really been in a position to see answered yet, is about their run defense. Oh, and then we will know. Holy Moses! Now we should mention quickly. You know, UCLA beat Colorado 45 to 17. And like the, the, the game like reminded me of um, like when you're watching YouTube and doing work at the same time, like that's kind of like what UCLA was doing where they really weren't like they were like half carrying and, and they, you know, they, yeah, they were typing the words, but then they had to like erase them a little bit because they were watching a video on something. I mean, they, they were just DTR was good. They, they slept walk through this game and it didn't matter because Colorado sucks. Um and Colorado, by the way, couldn't run on UCLA. So I'm just we file that one away for a moment for, <laughs> for this week. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fascinating. Um, 
I mean, they had, like Colorado O McCown, he threw actually he threw a couple good passes to be fair, but I don't think UCLA secondary is good. I mean, like any other takeaways from this game? I watched the whole thing because I had money on this game and, and it was it was glorious. But um, <coughs> <laughs> what did you think? I mean, my main takeaways are like I was a little like I don't know. They're just like Colorado is hideously bad. I think your point is correct. Like I, I'm not. I don't think. I don't think UCLA secondary is all that good. I'm interested to see. You know, like right now they sit at 50 in effective pass. Um, but I'm interested to see. Like I, I don't. I don't know that they've really been. They, they really haven't been tested yet. Um, in a lot of ways, right? Like they played a tissue soft schedule up to this point. This is going to be our first real shot to see. UCLA against like an actual football team with a real honest God pulse. Like, don't get me wrong. South Alabama definitely is a well-coached group of five team, but like they're still a group of five team. Um, and I want to like, I want to see what this UCLA defense has because right now they're at 30 in beta rank. I don't think that holds up, you know, as we get into more serious competition. <laughs> and I think, I think Washington's going to be able to, to really exploit them in the passing game. <laughs> and I think that's going to, that's going to hurt them in the run game too. Um, Washington sits at three in effective pass right now. Like they're, they're just a juggernaut throwing football. The worry is DTR on the red game, you know, I mean like, yeah. and, and that's what it's going to come down to that. It was interesting. Like Kent state rushed for one fifty on Washington. That's a little bit worrisome. Um, mm-hmm. they were able to contain basically Michigan state. I'm going to go back and double check, but I, I remember that like, you know, and maybe it was just because Michigan State had to throw the ball, right? Oh yeah, Michigan State twenty nine for forty two. <laughs> that's like not with sacks. Like that's just straight up awful. Um, and then and then Stanford, right? Like Casey Filkins, who I don't think is that good, ran for about a hundred on him. But I, mean, I think this defense is pretty decent, and like I just you got to think like Washington's gonna what do they score forty through the air. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I like Washington in this game, like Bader, right? has this at Washington by a little over one, 1. 1.2. Oh, it opened at Washington one. Yeah. And then it's moved up, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is right. You know, like I think, it, uh, I think what I think wash, like this is the last week of projections and, and Washington projected you know, in the 30s, at 36 coming into the season. Beta rank, the in-season data would have them higher than it does right now, and it has them at 14. Um, I, I just, I like, I, I think Washington is going to be able to get almost everything they want throwing the football in this game. I think the interesting question, though, is like, I think UCLA is going to be able to put together drives, and I'm interested to see where this Washington run defense is. Um, Cause look, like there's not like Washington's not going to have, you know, like this may not be the game that gets them. They're like now, now UCLA is absolutely good enough that if Washington finishes minus one on turnovers, like they could lose this game on the road for sure. I mean, it's not like the Rose Bowl is an intimidating place to play, but they could do it. It's on Friday, <laughs> Friday night around the Pac-12. Weird things happen. Um, but like I, I am interested to see because like there are some like. You know, there there are teams later on, like say Oregon, that are I think are going to be good enough. Now they don't get USC, they don't get Utah, like. But yeah, like this is going to tell us like are our teams going to be able to run the football on them? Because that's where like that's where like when you like you we're going to answer questions about like the latter part of their schedule, like with is Oregon State something a game we should be keeping an eye on or not for Washington? 
I'm I'm super excited about this game. I you know whatever the over is, I'm sure it's going to get there because I do think I do think UCLA is going to get their points. I think they score at least 24, 27, maybe 27 in the game. But I do think Washington is just going to light them the heck up. I was bummed because the like you mentioned, the game opened at one, but you really couldn't get the number until it was at three. Like you know, like the, yeah. the sharps just gobbled that number up, and now it's at about three and a half. I'll take I'll take Washington. I think Washington's the better team. We've been dumping all over this defense for two years now, Rob. And like I'm not gonna let that I'm not gonna stop now. <laughs> I'm gonna just think I'm just gonna take I'm gonna lay those points. I'm gonna trust Washington's offense. I don't believe in this this defense for UCLA, and I think this is where they get exposed. It's just to your point, can can Washington stop the run enough? And I think the answer is probably yes. And I and I, by the way, I do think Washington can run the ball a little bit. So I, you know, there's there, there's enough of a threat in the run game. I'd put it this way: where UCLA can't just drop, you know, drop eight, <laughs> drop drop ten. You know, it's it's a uh, it's. I, I do think they have to worry a little bit about the running game, and I think that's helpful for Washington. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going to take Washington in this game. Like I, I I'm not sold on UCLA's defense. Um, I think my main question coming in here is is whether you know, UCLA can really establish the run against the Huskies. Yeah. Forgot a commercial break. Let's do it right now. All right, we're back. Now, Rob, I thought you were going to say the best game of the week was going to be Cal, Arizona from last week, right? Cal 49, (laughs) (laughs) Arizona 31. Um, Surprise. You can run in Arizona, right? (laughs) that, that 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 was the takeaway. Did you watch this? I did. I watched this game. I watched the whole thing too. It was depressing. Um, well, almost the whole thing. I, I had to leave at the the very end. Uh, Jade not just lit Arizona up. But like, I look. If you're an Arizona, well, if you're a Cal fan, first and foremost, like, all right. You know, this kind of almost reminded me of that bowl game when they play TCU, where you go, hey, where's that? I like. I would like some more of that. Where they're they're able to throw the ball up and down the field. They're able to move it. I do think this is more a product of Arizona's defense rather than Cal really yeah. figuring out their stride, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about this a little bit with like previewing Cal. Like, <clears throat> I think I'm interested to see this because I want to see what Cal really has on offense. They talked about like there had been some adjustments on the offensive line since like their game against UNLV. Um, but yeah, they were able to just light Arizona up running the football. Arizona struggled to get off blocks. They lost gap integrity. Um, and then, you know, playing off of that plumber was able to to hit some passes downfield and keep drives going too. Yeah. I think that, that, that was sort of my main, the main, like the main, one of the interesting things about this week, of course, like we've talked about is like getting to see what we really have on this Cal offense. I think the defense is largely good, even though Arizona did move the ball and put up points against them. I don't think that I don't I actually don't think that's a sign that we should be questioning where we think Cal's defense will be. Um, I think that's a sign that Arizona's got a pretty good offense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. It was fun to to see that, right? Because like if you're yeah. again, if you're an Arizona fan, this was more of a like I don't think Cal's defense is awesome, but I think they're probably middle of the pack and Arizona dropped thirty one on them plus plus the turnovers. So really and and they were able to move the ball up and down the field when, you know, oftentimes when they needed to, I, you know, Arizona has Colorado next. There's not like, there's not much else. I think we know what Arizona is, right? Bad defense, good offense, right. um, head case quarterback, but for the most part, like pretty fun and, and can really gun the ball down the field. And Colorado sucks. Like Colorado couldn't run the ball against, uh, against UCLA. 
Colorado. You know what's interesting? Uh-huh. This game opened at 18 and has come down. So, like, I do I do the lines on my – I try to guess them before they, they pop out. I had this at 21. So okay. I, I – like, because – because I do think Arizona's defense is bad, but yeah. <clears throat> whatever. Like just because I think it's at twenty one doesn't mean I'm not going to bet <laughs> bet on Arizona at twenty one. <laughs> uh, right? Because like I mean, what what is Colorado going to do? So like here's the thing. Like so, uh, I'm <clears throat> this game in particular. Like is probably the is actually the biggest gap between Beta Rank and where Vegas had it. Um and. Beta rank has it at eight. Within that, you still have Arizona was projected in the 90s and Colorado was projected, I think, in the high 80s coming into the season. And this is the last week that those projections still matter. But like these teams, the, both of these teams are still only 60% in season data coming in. So the projections are keeping this from being a bigger spread yeah. um, in the model. And I think that that, <clears throat> I think I like, I, Oh man, like it terrifies. Like after watching Arizona's defense, <laughs> it terrifies me to take Arizona with a big number. I mean, really, like I, I think Arizona's defense. I think Johnny Manson could be a catastrophic hire at defensive coordinator um, for Arizona um, because I think that the defense looks a lot worse than last year um, under Don Brown. Well, I think there's a couple things to keep in mind here when it comes to Arizona, right? So the first game against San Diego State might have looked better because Braxton Burmeister was the quarterback. San Diego State's offense was already garbage, and Arizona was able to score, and then you know, and then they had to try to catch up, and they couldn't. The second game, you play your FCS, you know, champions from the previous year, but that team knows what it wants to do, and I don't think there was a lot of adjustments in the second half. I think they just kind of like this is what we do, and we're going to either win or not, and they didn't. And Mississippi kind of blew out, like blew the doors for the most part. Although I thought the defense for the for for a decent amount of that game held its own, but that Cal game, like a lack of adjustments, and I don't know. I I, I still San Diego State's horrible on offense. Like that was the the tough part. Is like like and they're clearly outclassed against Mississippi State, which I think is a legit top ten team this year. And then you get North Dakota State, which is a really good FCS team. But still an FCS team. I'm just shocked at what Cal is able to do on them. Like, look, like I, Arizona is going to be at home. They have far more talented players on offense. <laughs> I mean, Arizona, barring finishing minus three on turnovers, should absolutely win this game. Yeah. Right? Here's the, the literally the only question that matters in this game <clears throat> as far as the spread goes is can Colorado run the football in Arizona? That's literally it. There's no other way that Colorado keeps this even remotely close. Yeah. The only other thing is like Delora <laughs> threw two two picks. I got I got to remember Rob. Like those were both in the second half. I mean, I, he could do that again because one of the things that we had talked about was like, okay, if if Delora is running out of the box rather than getting the ball down the fields, then let's go. Um, and for the most part of the first half, he was. I I just I I don't believe Colorado. Like I I know I know that the line got bet down a little bit, but I just think Arizona's going to score. Like those, those. I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. Like I I think Arizona. Like here's the funny thing. I think Arizona's offense is is possibly really good. 
And I think they're going to have a field day in this game. And I think Arizona, <clears throat> unlike in the Cal game where Arizona made some mistakes and didn't finish drives and had some turnovers, I think Colorado, even if they are able to score a bit, like they're mostly going to be facing really long fields in this game. Because like I do, I think like right now, <clears throat> Colorado's offense sits at 107. Um, and look, I mean, Arizona's defense is really bad. Colorado's defense is at 103. Um, and everybody has been able to run the football against them. <laughs> like, I mean, they have they have faced a series of real like the, the FBS teams they have played have been a series of really, really good rushing teams. But Arizona's gonna be able to come in and throw on them too. I I think Arizona's gonna put up a ton of points in this game. Um, but like Arizona's defense sits at 94 right now. Those, now those are the unweighted numbers, of course, but like I mean, Arizona's at 116 in effective rush. I mean, that hurts. <laughs> like, I just, I, I'm with you. Like, I I don't see, I think Baderank is going to catch up on these teams. I think it's mostly the projection that's still in there is keeping this from be a wider, being a wider spread. Um, Colorado offensively is only averaging one point per drive in raw stats. I, I, I like Arizona here. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that's it, right? We got through all all six. Yep. I feel good. I like. I think I feel good about Washington. I feel good about Arizona. That might be it. The other ones, the other ones are a little shaky. On what do you have the most confidence in here, Rob? Of the, I feel the most confidence in UCLA or not UCLA Washington. Um, just because I do think they're going to win the game. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously like they're, they're probably going to like. Um, and I, and I think. UCLA's pass defense is bad and is going to get exposed in this game. Yeah. Um, for sure. But like any of the rest of them, I don't have a ton of confidence in, right? Like, um, geez. I mean, maybe, maybe like Oregon's, gosh, it feels crazy to say, but though Utah's run defense has been bad enough. I have some confidence in that Oregon State pick. Okay. All right. Well, stay tuned. Thanks for jumping in. If you have questions, you can follow us at 12-Pack Radio. Rob, where can people find all your beautiful work? Uh, you can find everything at sharpcollegefootball.com um, and at our YouTube channel. And next week, in addition to having um, the FBS results with no projections in, we'll have FCS results up on the site. Nice. Very excited about that. Get to see where... Um sacramento state is didn't they be didn't they just knock off somebody trying to remember where is that they, they beat somebody i forget who they knocked off that's a troy taylor you know you know's number one who dion jackson state oh <laughs> my man <laughs> nice well we'll keep an eye on that sharpcollegefootball.com is where you can find everything two weeks until beta rank day or two weeks until beta rank day so stick with us next week next monday we will have no projections then hey go ryan bareback man right on let's go all right thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll catch you next week